What is sweeter, after all, than black haws in early fall? Indiana poet James Whitcomb Riley was referring to the shrub's blue-black fruits. The haw in black haw refers to the sweet, olive-sized blue-black fruits that hang in pendulous clusters and persist well into winter. Black haw fruits are the size of small olives, but it's the reddish-brown bark of this Native American shrub that has a long folk history as a remedy for gynecological complaints. That history has actually been confirmed by modern science. The statements I make on this podcast are for educational purposes only. My statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Therefore, the statements I make are not meant to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All of the information I share is simply for informational purposes only. You should always consult with a licensed healthcare professional before you start taking a new vitamin, supplement, medicinal herb, or conventional medication. You should also get professional advice before you start a new exercise program or if you suspect that you might have a health problem. Knowledge is power. I hope hope you use the information I share with you to seek the best care for yourself and the people you love. Thank you for listening. The scientific name of black haw is Viburnum prunifolium. It's a member of the Caprifoliaceae family. Other members of that family are honeysuckle and elder. Black haw is also known as nannyberry, sheepberry, shawnee, slow, stagbush, and sweet haw. But a very common name for it is cramp bark, and that is a reference to what it is commonly used for. Before I get into the medicinal benefits of black haw, I want to mention some of the safety precautions that you should be aware of before considering using this as a medicinal herb. Black haw appears to be safe for short-term relief of menstrual or intestinal cramping. It may contain small amounts of salicin, which is a compound related to aspirin, so people who are allergic to aspirin could theoretically be allergic to black haw, but this has not actually been reported. Do not use black haw during pregnancy before consulting with a healthcare professional. Similar to aspirin, the salicin in black haw is a pain reliever or analgesic, and this may contribute to the herb's ability to relieve menstrual cramping. But aspirin has been implicated as a cause of birth defects in children of women who take it while pregnant. Aspirin is most hazardous to the unborn early in pregnancy. The classic British herbal, Potter's New Cyclopedia of Botanical Drugs and preparations says that black haw should be used only during the final five weeks of pregnancy as a means of preventing potential premature delivery. Any woman facing a possible premature birth should discuss her situation with her obstetrician. Drugs, including herbs, are a last resort and should only be used with the consent of a doctor. Do not give black haw to children under 16 who have fevers related to colds, flu, or chickenpox. The salicin may raise the risk of Ray's syndrome, which is a rare but potentially fatal childhood disease. Large doses of black haw may cause upset stomach, nausea, vomiting, and or ringing in the ears, which is also known as tinnitus. These side effects are especially common in people who are sensitive to aspirin. For adults who are not pregnant or nursing, black haw is considered safe in amounts typically recommended. You should use medicinal amounts of black haw only in consultation with your doctor. If it causes minor discomfort such as 
stomach upset or ringing in the ears, reduce the dosage or stop using it altogether. Let your doctor know if you experience any unpleasant effects or if menstrual cramps do not improve significantly within two menstrual cycles. Viburnum prunifolium is an effective muscle relaxer. It's used to treat muscle spasms, to relax the uterus, to prevent miscarriage, to treat uterine pain, and also for chronic diarrhea. I mentioned that black haw has been part of the herbalist medicine chest for many years. It's a deciduous shrub that grows in the eastern part of the United States. The bark of the shrub's roots are used medicinally. Native American women drink a decoction of black haw bark for menstrual cramps, childbirth recovery, and for menopausal discomforts, but especially to prevent miscarriage. Before the Civil War, many slave owners forced slave women to take black haw to prevent them from ending their pregnancies with abortion-inducing herbs. Slaves were a valuable asset, and slave owners wanted the women to bear as many children as possible. The women were often raped by plantation owners or foremen, and many of them attempted to terminate the resulting pregnancies as a quiet protest against slavery. A popular abortion-inducing herb was cotton root, which was readily available to slaves on southern plantations. If you want to learn more about cotton root, listen to episode 69 of Path of a Green Witch podcast, where I talk more about cotton root bark and how it was used by enslaved women to terminate unwanted pregnancies. 19th century American eclectic physicians were the forerunners of today's naturopaths. They commonly referred to King's American Dispensatory, which was published in 1898. The textbook explained, quote, it was customary for planters to compel female slaves to drink an infusion of black haw daily whilst pregnant to prevent abortion from taking the cotton root, end quote. An eclectic physician from Mississippi introduced black haw to the north, where it quickly became an herbal mainstay for gynecological complaints. The eclectics valued black haw as a uterine tonic. They said it was unquestionably of great utility for menstrual pains and a good remedy for menopause, but the condition for which black haw is most valued is threatened abortion. By its quieting effect on the irritable womb, women who have been previously unable to go to term have been aided to pass through pregnancy without mishaps. Modern herbalists continue to recommend black haw for menstrual cramps and threatened abortion. Some herbals encourage women to drink black haw tea throughout pregnancy, but this actually turns out not to be a good idea, so do not drink black haw tea throughout your pregnancy. The haw in black haw refers to the sweet olive-sized blue-black fruits that hang in pendulous clusters and persist well into winter. Where black haw grows abundantly, the fruits are eaten fresh and made into jams and jellies, sauces, and drinks. Hundreds of years ago, Native Americans valued these forest fruits that were available for such an extended season. They also used the fawn-colored bark of black haw roots, stems, and branches medicinally. The Cherokee and other tribes brewed a tea from black haw that women drank to ease menstrual cramps, prevent miscarriage, and calm uterine spasms after childbirth. Black haw preparations were also remedies for muscle spasms, fever, and smallpox. Because black haw was such a useful medicine, it was quickly adopted as a medicinal by European settlers, primarily as a remedy for menstrual complaints. It was frequently called cramp bark because it successfully relaxed 
relaxed muscle cramps, especially muscles of the uterus. But it wasn't until the middle of the 1800s that Black Haw caught the attention of the American medical community. In the 1860s, physician D.L. Perez began promoting Black Haw as a tonic for toning muscles of the uterus and to prevent miscarriage and abortion. It was also given to regulate irregular menstruation and alleviate pelvic discomfort. But not all physicians believed in Black Haw's medicinal value. Despite the controversy, though, Black Haw was added to the United States Pharmacopoeia in 1882, and it remained until 1926. Herbal practitioners and naturopathic doctors today still recommend Black Haw, primarily to ease menstrual pain and cramping, but they also suggest it to treat menopausal symptoms and to calm uterine muscles, particularly in cases where muscle spasms might lead to miscarriage carriage. Blackhawk preparations are also taken to treat uterine prolapse, morning sickness, and heavy menstruation. Its antispasmodic properties are helpful for treating asthma, for lowering blood pressure, and for alleviating cramping pains in the digestive and urinary tracts. As I've already mentioned, Blackhawk was widely used in folk medicine to ease muscle cramping, menstrual cramping, and intestinal cramping. It was also used to prevent miscarriage, to relieve pain after childbirth and to treat asthma. In the mid-19th century, American eclectic physicians regarded Black Haw as a valuable uterine tonic. Midwives and early physicians recommended to women prone to miscarriage that they drink Black Haw tea daily to quiet what was known as an irritable womb. It was used to ease menstrual cramping, especially when the cramping was accompanied by heavy bleeding. American Indian women also used it to ease the heavy bleeding that sometimes accompanied menopause. Black Haw is still widely used by many midwives in the traditional ways to relieve pain following a birth and, to a lesser extent, to prevent miscarriage. Many herbal products in the modern marketplace designed to ease menstrual cramping contain black haw or its close relative, cramp bark, viburnum opulus. Animal studies have confirmed that compounds in the bark of the root and stems relax the uterus, trachea, and small intestines by interacting with beta-andrenergic receptors in the smooth muscles, the same mechanism that many prescription drugs use to relax these tissues. Scientists have confirmed that black haw may be a good treatment for certain gynecological complaints, such as menstrual cramps and miscarriage, and it may also be useful in treating fever and pain, including headache and arthritis. Regarding menstrual cramps, a study published in the British journal Nature found that Black Haw contains a uterine relaxant called scopoletin. This supports Black Haw's value in treating menstrual cramps. In Germany, Black Haw preparations are widely recommended for menstrual cramps. These German products are not available in the United States, but the herb itself is pretty easy to find. Black Haw has been used for centuries to prevent miscarriage. As a uterine relaxant, it may indeed do the job, but unfortunately, it also contains salicin, which is a close chemical relative of aspirin, and aspirin has been linked to birth defects, so pregnant women should not take black haw, except possibly under a physician's supervision to prevent premature delivery. But the aspirin-like chemical in black haw may be useful in reducing fever and relieving pain from headache and arthritis. Here's how
how to use black haw. To relieve menstrual cramps, fever, headache, and general aches and pains, you can prepare a decoction using two teaspoons of dried black haw bark per cup of water. Boil it for 10 minutes, then strain it and cool it. You can drink up to three cups per day. But black haw has an extremely bitter taste, so you may want to add lemon and honey or mix it with a beverage tea. You can also make a homemade tincture. Tinctures are extracts made with alcohol instead of water. They are highly concentrated, so they're more portable than infusions or decoctions or even the herbs themselves. And they also remain potent for longer, sometimes up to several years. A standard tincture recipe calls for one ounce of powdered dried herbs steeped in five ounces of distilled spirits for six weeks. If you're patient and you make a tincture of black haw, you can take up to two teaspoons three times a day when it's ready. Or you could just buy a commercial preparation and follow the package directions. Do not give black haw to children under age two or to children under age 16 who have colds, flus, or chicken pox. For adults over age 65, you might want to start with a low strength preparation. You may find black haw available in 1000 milligram capsules, which you can take three times per day. The glossy green leaves of black haw turn to a brilliant reddish purple in autumn. That transformation turns these large woody shrubs into beacons of color in moist woods and thickets of eastern and central North America. Black haw is widespread in the eastern United States. It grows in pastures and the forest bottomlands, dry upland forest bluffs, and along riverbanks and brooks, roadsides, and fence rows. It occurs from Connecticut south to Georgia, west to Texas, north to Wisconsin. The European variety Viburnum opulus is found throughout much of Europe and North Africa. Viburnums are among the most widely planted shrubs. Their value for their showy flowers, and some species have highly ornamental fruits. Black haw was adopted in European horticulture nearly 300 years ago, and it was favored as a deciduous hedge as well as a small tree that can be pruned to form an excellent screen. It has edible blue-black fruits that are both beautiful and sweet. They're sometimes used to make jams and jellies. It is easy to propagate black haw using cuttings from its softwood in early summer. Some species of Viburnum prefer a relatively rich, moist soil, but the adaptable black haw is tolerant of dry soils as well. The branch and trunk bark of black haw is the part that's used in herbal medicine. It can be sourced from wild trees in the eastern and central United States, but it's possible that other species of viburnum have entered the commercial supply of wild harvested black haw because it's pretty common to find them in similar habitats. Traditionally, the bark of cramp bark is used like black haw, but cramp bark is considered an adulterant to commercial supplies of black haw. And here, when they mention cramp bark, they're referring to viburnum opulus. In the northern parts of the United States, black haw is a deciduous spreading shrub with reddish-brown bark. In the south, it's a small tree. The leaves are pointed, 
serrated ovals that resemble plum leaves. They turn red in the fall. Depending on the location, black haw can bloom anywhere from early spring to summer. The flowers are large, clustered, white, and showy. Black haw grows best in rich, moist, well-drained soil under full sun. It tolerates poorer soil in partial shade as long as it gets adequate moisture. The branch bark of black haw can be collected in the summer, but the trunk bark should be collected in the fall, and you should dry it in the shade. In addition to its many medicinal uses, black haw also has some magical uses. You can use black haw for protection, gambling, luck, power, and employment. Carry black haw in your pocket while you're seeking employment, or if you're having problems at work. Or even if you're asking for a raise at work, black haw might be useful. In hoodoo, devil's shoestring is a common name for several plants that grow in North America. Devil's shoestring can refer to various species of viburnum, especially viburnum alnifolium, which is the alder-leafed viburnum, also known as hobblebush, but it can also refer to the related species viburnum opulus, which is known as cramp bark, or viburnum prunifolium, which is black haw. These plants are all in the honeysuckle family and all of them grow in the woods. The roots of all three are used medicinally as antispasmodics and they are especially used to treat menstrual cramps. All three species are also used magically. If you order cramp bark from a medicinal herb company, you'll probably get cut up pieces of root bark and for hoodoo, you want whole long roots. So if you're trying to use black haw magically, you might want to order your devil's shoestrings from an occult supply company. Thank you for taking some time to learn more about Black Haw with me. I hope you found this informative, and who knows, this information might be useful to you someday. Thank you very much for listening to Path of a Green Witch Podcast.